0: Okay, welcome to a financial planning podcast with a down-to-earth vibe. Sasquatch listens to us during his morning jog. Most people don't know that, but it's true. This is Through the Pines. On this episode, we cover budgeting. It's really hard to stick to a budget, so we brought in some professionals to talk about this. Uh, Let's bring in planwithbaxter.com, financial planners, Rex Baxter, Brandon Smith, and Dan Nelson. Before we get started, I want to say that we do have a Facebook page. You can like that. It is Through the Pines and also an Instagram that I just started yesterday. So jump on that, at pines underscore podcast, and give us a follow. And I'll try and um, update that at least once a week because, you know, it's always fun sticking with the the socials. But budgets are hard, and they're hard to stick to. We talked about this uh, backstage briefly right before we went on that, and I'm I'm wondering, Rex, why did you say that? Why are budgets so hard to stick to? Because life happens. Is that is that as simple as that?
1: Life happens. That yeah. it is okay. as simple as that. So right. Thanks for having us on the show. Yep. That's all <laughs> and <great>. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah.
0: Yep, life happens.
1: Yeah. So I I think budgeting is so hard because there's something different every month, right? Mm-hmm. That you just can't plan for. Yeah. Sometimes it's birthdays or Christmas or a holiday. Sometimes it's you know, a, a tire goes flat. And so you have an auto repair or a, or a central air unit or, or something like that. Or, or, you know, your wife sees a, a Facebook ad to go see new kids on the block. Um, well, that twice. sets you back thousands. So, so just so you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So there, there's all kinds of things that, that can set that can just blow a budget up. And so but budgets are tough.
2: Okay. So it's what, hard.
0: but what is a budget? What is a budget and why? What's the purpose of one? Why should we just have one in general?
1: so in in general you want to be in control of your money right you don't want your money to control you and so the the purpose of a budget is so that every dollar has a purpose um so that you know how much you should be you know spending on your bills you know how much you should be saving into you know different kinds of investment accounts retirement accounts how much you're giving away uh keep things in check on on kind of spending on on food and eating out and and different things like that. And so it's it's so that you it, it's very empowering to to be in control of your money and know where your money's being spent. And instead of it controlling you and hoping that you know that, that check that you just wrote or that debit purchase that you just made isn't gonna bounce and incur a bunch of fees sure. then, because you're not budgeting and you don't know where everything's going. Yeah.
0: That's stressful in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, should should mention if you're watching live, you can go ahead. If you have a question, you want to participate a comment, uh, you can just put that you know put the comment in the comments, and we'll see it. In, in, and if you got a question, put it in the comments, and we'll try and answer it in real time for you. So uh, that's why we do the live show. So if you do have questions for financial planners in real time, we can we can answer those. Um, all right, so I, I don't have a budget. And I come to a financial professional like yourself and I say I have no idea what I'm what I should do. How what's the best or the most common way to split savings, spending versus retirement and investments? Like is this percentage based? Brandon, you want to jump in. I I'll can take see. This yeah, point. this is like all over all it. All day long I'll take this. <laughs> all
3: right. So so I've been doing this financial planning thing for years and and when I started out, I literally used to when I did financial planning, I mean this is you know, decade ago, I, I would say, so how much do you want to retire on? Mm. And nobody was like, what do you what's your answer to that? I don't know. Like like enough? You know, yeah, more? Yeah. Um, it, and nobody could come up with the numbers. So I went to budgets, right? I went to Excel spreadsheets. I went to PDFs with like fill in the blanks, how much do you spend on cell phone bill? But without fail, it leaves out tires, it leaves out birthdays, it leaves out Christmas, it leaves mm. out the parts of the house breaking down, right? It, it's just so hard to come across. And so what I've come to is I will take your income and I'll figure out what type of income it is, right? It, what type of taxes that incurs. I'll calculate how much you're saving towards retirement and towards other goals. I'll calculate how much you're, you're paying towards debt payments like homes and other things that, that change. And, and essentially due to my lack of trust in budgets and, and people's ability to tell me how much they actually spend, I will back into that and I'll, I'll show you exactly right. If, if this is what you make, this is what you're saving. This is what you're paying your house off with. And here's what your, um, your taxes are. Everything else is getting spent, you know, And, and I can take that number divide it by 12, figure out what you're spending on average each year per month. And we can break it out that way. Then we have a number. Yeah. And then from there I found the budgets, just don't work long term, and there are a few people I've I've met a few people who can make a budget work long term. But this for most is people,
0: th- this episode is called "How to Stick to a Budget," so Brent, when most they-
3: people doesn't work. <laughs> and so the secret the secret to it.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. What is this? That's this, what we all want to know. What's the, the secret, secret to
3: make? And this is my my form of a budget, right? And you okay. can you can thrash it and tell me it's not a real budget all you want. But at the end of the day, with a financial plan, I can determine what you need to do to become successful. And so I can say, we need to save X amount percentage into your 401k. And then we need to increase that by this, or we just need to keep that the same. And, and I can, we can split out the important pieces that are automatic. And that is, if you, if you take one thing from me this entire podcast, that is it. Make, figure out what is important and make it automatic. And then let the rest of it just fall into place. Um, and, and, and obviously you can build up savings and stuff that way. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is to figure out what's important and make it automatic and let the rest of the life just kind of play out.
0: Figure out what's important and the rest is automatic. So Rex, Disneyland's important. After that, Uh, the rest is automatic. I guess, apparently, (laughs) uh, I'm coming to you because you're, you like debt. You like to, you love debt. I, I think. When do you, how do you budget debt in, how, you know, people listen to popular radio show hosts, you know, out there. It says, you know, this is how you pay off your debt. What's your advice on how to pay off debt and how much of the debt paying off should be a part of the budget versus how much should you invest? And then, you know, if, do you get into the percentages where it's like, I could I could make more money if I put it in the market. Screw my debt. You know, like how, how deep do you get on that stuff?
1: So I I think everybody's. Different that way. I think that as far as as debt and debt payments go, there's there's two popular philosophies on paying off debt, and and so typically when you're saying paying off debt, you're talking about variable interest rate debt, like credit card debt or car debt, um, or even house debt, I guess as far as that's concerned. And one popular way that's that's commonly referred to as kind of snowballing your debt is is you you Put all of your debts in order from largest debt to smallest debt. You're making minimum payments on everything except for that smallest debt. And and you're just plowing as much towards that smallest debt as you can to get it paid off. So let's say that the smallest debt has a $100 minimum payment. You're plowing $200 at it to get it paid off faster. It gets paid off. Well, now you've got $200 that you can roll up to that next debt. And so the next debt, let's say that it's minimum payment is one hundred and fifty. Well, now you're paying one hundred and fifty plus another two hundred dollars. So now you're paying three fifty every month towards that debt. And then you snowball it up and snowball it up and so forth and until you get out of debt. And so the, the reason that that's such a popular method is because you get more emotional wins early by getting those small debts paid off. And so those emotional wins keep you motivated and keep you going because you can see progress quicker. And and that's why, from an emotional standpoint, that tends to work very, very well. From a financial standpoint, we line them up by interest rates, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from from the lowest interest rate at the top to the highest interest rate at the bottom. And we're throwing the most amount of money at the highest interest rate to get the highest interest rate paid off first. And financially, that is a better way to go because we're getting the highest interest rate paid off quickest and and thus paying least amount in interest over time. Interesting. Um and so but th- but that's not as emotionally as rewarding right. as the other.
0: Well it could be for the right mindset. If someone wants to see those numbers and they know that they're saving money, that person it might work for. But yeah, I get why the snowball works much better. Right. Yeah.
1: So so those are kind of the the two different Methodologies, I guess, out there. Okay. And then you had another part of your question. What I did. Maybe you don't remember. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. No, I did. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody in the uh, audience remembers, remembers the second part of the question, feel, of free to, to, uh, feel free to throw it back in. <laughs> Dan,
0: what in in a budget? How do you? How, well, one, how did you? How do you stick to a budget? And then also, how do you include purchases? Like, you know, you have a big purchase coming up—a a home, a car, a vacation. Yeah. You know, how, how do you do that? Let's talk about it for a minute. So uh, here's an
2: old school way of uh, thinking about budgets. It's really interesting uh, whenever uh, a couple comes together and they determine on their own that they, they've got some financial issues. They've got some financial problems and they need to sort some things out. Just like uh, anybody who has ever tried to lose weight in their life. Mm. Uh, one way that they can do that is by keeping a, a food diary. Okay. They can actually write down everything that they eat and how much exercise they do every day. There's, you can do the same kind of a thing. If you just take one, a typical month and just say, okay, I'm going to keep track, just a little notebook, old school, on a piece of paper, how much I spend every day. And then I'm going to add that up at the end of the week and the end of the month. And then I might do that, wait a month and then do it again a month, two months later, and then see how they compare. I think it's really interesting how people could look at a budget and say, I want to live this way my whole life, but I do want to know how much I'm spending on a monthly basis. That's a great way to do it because you get a real good feel for, wow, I'm out of control Mm. or I'm actually doing okay. Mm. And um, by just keeping track of your daily spends once in a while to get you back in line to where you want to be. Yeah. So I've seen that be successful.
0: And then Dan, where does your, where does your budget live? I think Brandon mentioned, he has like a, a program, but um, do have you seen it work better if people have it in a notebook or if they have it in an Excel sheet or, you know, like where do people put budgets?
2: Well, there's, there's probably a thousand ways you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It really is. And, and those that are, those that are, Really in a technology, there's all kinds of apps and, okay. and opportunities on a computer to be able to do that. Those that are older and that uh, might be in a second or a, a third marriage, or uh, maybe they're living on their own. I have a good friend that just lost his wife and uh, a month or so ago to COVID actually, even this late. And uh, we were sitting down and we were talking about budgeting. We were talking about how much does it cost him to live every month. And we talked about the, the a, a pretty simple look at his life and basically his income is his social security and um we talked about that and came up with an idea about how he can keep track of that on a daily basis and he chose to just do it like i just described Mm -hmm. with just a notebook and uh it's been going for a month or so Uh, i'll ask him to take a, a month or two off and then do it again in the fall and then we'll come back together and we'll just talk about it he's just a friend of mine i've known him for probably 60 years, hmm. and um, and that's just one way to look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rex, um, okay, so, oh, let's see, let's move you into the big screen there. Yeah. All right, so we talked about life events, right? Lost job, I, I wrote a couple down, uh, car repairs, divorce, medical. Now, when, when I see you as a financial planner, I, aren't you gonna tell me to have an emergency fund? And shouldn't that cover the life events? Like, how does that affect the budget?
1: Yeah, so it, I am going to suggest that you have an emergency fund, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but but it's tricky, right? Because normally we want three to six months of your spending in an emergency fund. But if we have a ton of credit card debt that you're paying, you know, 15, 18, 24% on, and you're earning zero on your six months of emergency fund, then, then lots of times while we're getting that... to debt paid off, as long as it's truly getting paid off, then, then lots of times we may bring down that emergency fund down to one month of spending and put the rest of it towards that debt to get it paid off faster. And then once it gets paid off, then we'll build the emergency fund back up. Normally what we do uh, in, in addition to that on the emergency fund to cover life events, right, car breaks down, it, it, you know, medical expenses, any, any of those things, is that's exactly what an emergency fund is for right is to cover those emergencies so that you're not having to miss work or you're not having to to go into debt for for those kinds of life events and so essentially you spend down your emergency fund let's say you have you know 20 grand in your emergency fund and your car dies and you have to go out and buy you know a a used car that you can afford for 15 grand we're going to have you take that out of the emergency fund and take your emergency fund down to five grand. But then for the next year, instead of making car payments, you're making payments into that emergency fund every month to build it back up to the 20 grand before we do, you know, anything extreme as far as, you know, and frivolous, such as, as you know, vacations or, or things like that. We want that emergency fund built back up. Once it's built back up, then then we're back on on the the train track and we're back yeah. going to have fun, but mm-hmm. but that's that's part of being an adult, right? Is being in control <laughs> of your money and yeah. and making sure that that you're managing it and it's not managing you.
0: Yeah, well, not always easy, and we're lazy. And so, how many times has someone come to you as you're their financial advisor and said, "Yeah, I I can't put money in my investments right now, Rex, because." Um, I just blew it all. I it, like, I fell off the track. I don't, I don't have the money. I just, that's not, and I, I think Dan mentioned it like a diet. Like I really see this like diets. If you go too hard, you, you can't sustain it. You know what I mean? If you're too tight with the money, you can't sustain it. And then, and then now I can't put money towards my investments in retirement. Rex.
1: Yeah. That, that happens a lot. Right. And it's like, like the diet, you go hard and, and you burn yourself out after three months or, or a month or 30 days. And and then you, you know, you rack up more pounds or more debt in this situation than even what you had before, hmm. um, because it's not sustainable. And so there, there does have to be some, some equilibrium in there. I think, I think there's a lot of strategies to that, whether it's, you know, if Dan talks about old school, well, the other old school method is, is the envelope system, right? To yeah. where you go and you start using envelopes and this envelope pays this bill and that envelope pays that bill. And, This envelope's for eating out. And when the envelope's empty, the envelope's empty. Yeah. We we have some
0: hacks coming up later. We'll talk about all those hacks here later. But let's see. Let's bring you in, Dan. What do you say? We talked about this on, we have another uh, podcast we just did. It's a marriage podcast. So what I want to know is you have a budget and you're sticking to it. And then the spouse falls off the budget. And so, Dan, how do you handle that part of it? And by the way, you should listen to the marriage, marriage podcast too. That one's a good one.
2: Yeah. Uh, communication again, it's all about communication, especially with money, make sure that you're communicating, find out what the, the need is or what the want is. And I think it's really important for people to distinguish the difference between wants and needs too often. Uh, we want a lot of things, but we, we might know only, only need a few things. And so uh, that, that I think has got to be part of a conversation when it comes to money is what are my wants and what are my needs? And and my needs are different than my wife's needs. And so and so are my wants. And so you've got to communicate that about that as a couple. And that always,
1: always helps in that situation.
0: Rex, have you seen people overcome that?
1: Yeah, I think you have to pick your heart, right? I mean, ooh, ooh. it's hard to communicate. Rex is full it's of good quotes to, today.
0: Pick your heart. Okay, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's popular all over the place right now. Right. Yeah. But it's hard to communicate. It's hard to talk about budgeting. It's hard to talk about money. It's hard to talk about needs and wants and, and emergency funds and, and, and all those things. But you know what else is hard? Divorce. Hmm. Divorce is hard. And, and you don't want to go Annex through that expensive. It. And it's expensive. Yeah. Right. And, and emotionally taxing. And I mean, it, it beats you up in, in every way it can beat you up. And so pick, pick your heart, which way do you want to go? It's just yeah. like dieting right? Yeah. Being fat is hard and, and being overweight is hard and exercising and eating, right? That's hard. Yeah. Which hard do you want? And so pick, pick your hard, right? Man,
0: you're bringing it today, Rex. I appreciate that. All right. So we, we've determined that there are factors that could derail budgets, life events, you know, car repairs, divorce, medical laziness, just not putting in the effort to stick to the budget that you put down, lack of self-discipline, greed. Maybe you want, maybe you maybe you just saw the car of your dreams and you broke the budget and you and you bought the car of your dreams maybe you don't have support from your spouse so we want to talk about how to get back on track but before we do that Brandon some more numbers you knew it I'm coming to you man what you got, got, got? yeah
3: <laughs> so so this one's appropriate payments.com or PYMNTS.com came out with a with a, a, a fact and I'm not sure how they got this, but but I, I believe it. It says thirty-six percent of US households making at least two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year are living paycheck to paycheck.
0: That's so much money. And yet
3: and I you know, and I've seen more extreme examples making hmm. you know, more than double that and still living paycheck to paycheck. You blame that on um, not
0: having a budget or not communicating in a in a marriage, like Dan would say.
3: I think it's different for everyone, but, but I, I do – what I have found is that it is unbelievably easy to get used to more money being spent. Mm-hmm. Like the, that number almost never never stops. And, and so I, th- I think – not to circle back around to a, a previous point, but I think you just have to make sure that you get in place the important things – because I, I also know I've, I've seen countless times where people are making, you know, you know, north of $250,000 a year and living budget to budget, but they've at least said, but we're going to max fund our 401ks and we're going to do this and this and we're going to save this. Yes, we're, budget, you know, we're month to month. Yes, if something bad happens, we're scrambling until we can get to our next paycheck. But as long as they're doing those important big key things of saving for retirement and and, and making sure that, that those other pieces are in place, they can usually get, you know, get through it in the short run. Obviously they're paying more in credit card interest. They're paying more. It's not the most efficient way to do it, but as long as you get the big pieces in place, it, it can work out.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Dan. So if someone comes to you and says, uh, you know, listen, I got to put a pause on my, on my retirement, my investments. Uh, I fell off track with my budget. What's your advice to them? How do you get them reset and back on a budget and back to investing in their retirement? And why is it important to get back on track?
2: Well, it's important because you, your your lifetime goal uh, is, to, is to get through your earning years and get to retirement where you can uh, still keep the same lifestyle and not have to drastically change your lifestyle because you don't have a paycheck anymore. So you want to be able to have enough savings and earnings to be able to... Uh, Replace that normal paycheck you get with uh, where you pay yourself on a on a monthly basis uh, in retirement. So what you do is you sit down and you say, okay, well, let's talk about what happened. And as you talk about what happened, uh, you, you there could be some issues that led up to it. Uh, but normally, people if they will come and come clean and talk about that, uh, they already pretty well know what they need to do. And so we maybe put upon on pause for a couple of months, and then we start and we fix that problem. And then we, we start over again. The key is to just start over again. Mm -hmm. The key is to make sure you're doing it on a consistent basis over a period of a lot of years. The other thing is don't wait till you're 55 or 60 years old to start saving for retirement. Mm -hmm. It's so important to start saving when you're in your, in your twenties and thirties and, and get your lifestyle used to having so much, maybe 10% going towards savings on 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 a monthly basis. If you're saving or paying yourself first, that ten percent, uh, and you do that consistently throughout your life, you you won't get to sixty or sixty-three years old and not have any money.
0: Yeah. Again, those of you watching live, if you have questions or comments, go ahead and drop them in the comment box there, and we can address those in real time. Rex, uh, we fell off the wagon. We we can't get back on. What do you tell clients when, like, you know, they're no longer putting money towards their retirement and, and, and then how, how do you, how does a, calling a financial planner help? I mean, cause, cause you know, most people when they're stressed about money and stuff, I think it's embarrassing. They don't want to call their financial planner and say, Hey, I don't know. I'm out of money now. I can't invest. Like how often do you have to chase them down or how does that work?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, you, you can't lead a horse to water, right? You can't make a drink. You can't, You can't do any of those things and so if if somebody's not doing it on their own they can pay as many financial planners as they want it's not going to change your life right you you have to be motivated to do it on your own we can we can certainly show you you know tricks and tips and hacks and and different ways to do it that that might fit your personality it might help and and things like that and so you know sometimes we'll have a client and, and they'll have their you know one of their kids that may be struggling with that that we sit down and meet with and And, and we kind of start with, with basic goals, right? And we say, okay, in the next, you know, 30 days, you know, I really want to see you here. And then in the next 60 days, we really want to see you here. And, and we just kind of build on it methodically to try and build those habits that somehow they missed in life to get them in place and to get them back on the wagon. But I will say that, you know, time and time again, you know, my experience has shown me that the habits that you build during your teenage years and twenties stay with you throughout your life. And it's very difficult to change those habits that are in place. And so if you, you know, if you're in your twenties and and you're just, you know, getting out of college and starting a career or, or you're just finally getting out of kind of the, those, you know, temporary jobs into, into a career that that is the time to, to like Dan said, to to get your to get your spending in check to to live on 50% of your paycheck and make sure that you're saving and giving and doing all the other things first and that that's like like Brandon said that that those those have been automated and out of sight out of mind first before you ever see your paycheck in your checking account and if you do that and then your habits that habit will stay with you throughout your entire life But if you're 40 or 50, not to say that you can't change and you can't make a change. There's there's a great book out there called Atomic Habits. That's that's a great read for anybody that wants to go and read it. But it talks about how to install habits at at any point in your life. And and I think it can be done. But, boy, it takes a lot of motivation and a lot of consistency to do that. And if you don't have that yourself, you know, we can't we can't magically impart that to you right? We can try and help motivate you and, and help-
0: Rex, what are we paying for? What? Come on now. So, it's the
1: You're pretty much paying for the looks. <laughs> so. All right. So how do, you get
0: back, how do you get back on track? Don't panic. If you have a professional, contact, contact your professional. If you don't, contact, I think we called it dreamwithbaxter.com, but no, no, no. Planwithbaxter, planwithbaxter.com. Set goals with Baxter.com. Whatever you want to change those URLs to, Rex, go for it. But it is planwithbaxter.com. <laughs> I think you're going to stay with, with baxter.com Baxter. and, so. and then reset those goals because it's okay, right? Like it's okay to start over. Like you just – like that's – a that's
1: it, It's okay to start over, right? Yeah. I mean it, the, the thing you don't want to do is give up, yeah. right? And, and just throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, heck, I cannot do it. This is not in my wheelhouse. Hmm. It is in your wheelhouse. You just have to find your way to do it as far as what's going to make sense for you
3: and your personality type. Okay. And, but you and, need, and, and, sorry, go keep ahead going, i keep I going. Was, I was just going to say, but you need to know yourself because I can't tell you how many times I've met with people, you know, over and over in enrollment meetings at their 401k enrollments. And, hey, we're going to sign up this year. Ah, oh, you know what? The, this has a, been a crazy year. You know, money's tight. Let's do it next year. And that year it never comes. Right. And so if you find yourself in that, in that realm where, where you're never gonna, it, it just makes so much sense to just know yourself, get signed up, right? Obviously, like Rex said, having an emergency fund, fully funded three to six months, and then start investing, that makes all the sense in the world. But if you're never, you know, sometimes it makes sense to just get started because you know you're never gonna, you know, money's never gonna be magically there. Yeah. And, and so I think that's important.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk, I want to talk hacks and those of you watching or, or listening to this podcast, leave, leave a comment about what is your hack? What is your hack on how you stick to a budget? Maybe we can learn something from you. Um, something I, you know, I looked up, I think I Googled like craziest budget hacks or something like that. I found a blog inspired com. And uh, they had, they had a few, <laughs> it's a real blog. They they'd probably make a living doing it. They, so a couple of the hacks now tell me your feedback on some of these, like freezing money. Rex, you said you've seen that, right? Like people actually freeze money. I have seen money.
1: that. Yep. Ziploc baggies. Zip-block yeah. bags
0: in the freezer. Um, yeah. And then another one was like, buy your groceries online. In other words, if you don't have to go to the store, you don't pick up random stuff. You bought, you shop online, have a shopping list. If you do go to the store, and also use meal plans, um, and then the envelopes. I'm unfamiliar with the envelopes. Can someone please explain the envelope system to me?
2: Well, Red, mean, I can talk a little bit about it and then chime in. The, the, main, the main thing about the envelopes is, is you, you set them out and you say, okay, I, I know I've got to pay uh, Rocky Mountain Power every month. So this is the money for Rocky Mountain Power. You put the money, you cash the check, your paycheck, you put the money in for that utility bill. You put the money in for the city utility bill. You put the money in another envelope for your savings. In other words, I'm gonna pay myself 10%. And so there's the 10% there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna donate some money, so there's that money there. So you put those envelopes out there and when the money and, and you might have a fun one where you say this is for restaurants or for going out to eat, and that's the money that I've set aside every month for that. And when that month envelope is empty, you're done going out to eat for that month or that paycheck period. So it, it's just a system that people use, like any other system, uh, where sometimes it works for them to be able to help themselves budget. Okay. So
0: I would totally so Brandon, steal from other envelopes though. That's I could not be trusted. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> so, so I've seen it done two ways. Like when I was young, you know, my parents would actually have one of those old school Rolodexes, right? And, and it would actually have the days of the month. So instead of ABCD, it would have one, two, three, you know, through 30. And, and they literally, my dad would go cash his check and he'd say, okay, the house payment. And obviously we're talking a little while ago, house payments, $87. You know, food is forty and, and eighty seven. How
0: long was this ago? Oh my goodness. Eighty seven. <laughs> well, I mean, dollars. we still used our feet underneath okay. uh, the car to pedal, right? Yeah. And so,
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you know, but then he would put the envelope on the day that it's due, mm. right? And and so it's due on the fifth. And so on the fifth, he would say, Okay, well, this is what envelopes are in there, and he'd take the cash and and go pay it. And so the more modern way that I've seen people do that is there's there's different online you know, bank accounts and bank financial institutions that'll kind of let you open up and nickname as many accounts as you want. And so what the the more modern way is, is you have your check direct deposited into a checking account. And on that same day, you have automated that so much money comes out of that checking account and goes into savings one, savings two, savings three, savings four, and and one is your house payment, and two is your utility bill, and three is your car payment and so forth on down the line. That's then, crazy.
0: Do you remember the name of some, any of those apps or or banks?
1: So or? I, I know some people use like a, a Capital One 360 account. Some people okay. use Ally Financial. Some people use, I mean, there's a bunch of them okay. that are out there Okay. Uh, as far as that goes. And so, you know, they, they would essentially do that. And then as that bill comes due, they just go online and they move money from that savings over to the checking to cover the bill. Yeah. And then they've got a little buffer of $5 or $25 is the baseline in each of those little savings that's, accounts. That's
0: Brandon's hack with the automa- autom- automated, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's so it's automated to come out of the checking so it doesn't get in that, you know, spent. And then it's, a, you know, a physical, you know, movement of money back in to cover the bill as it hits. Rex, so.
0: what's your dog's name?
1: Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. That's Jetty. She's, Jetty. She's a little upset. What's yeah. A- <laughs> <laughs> how, do,
0: how do you budget for, for puppies, man? I tell you what, they can take some, some money from you if you're not they're, careful. They're tough. Puppies yeah. are
1: tough, you know, to budget for because every now and then they've got vet bills and, vet bills. and different things like that. And yeah. so, it, you know, but we, we actually do that. We actually have a line item for, you know, for pets and, and it, you know, we'll go months without chewing it down, so right. to say. Right. And then all of a sudden uh, something will boosh. hit and... <laughs> i know where's that drum set brandon? well it's fu- it's behind i'm
0: sorry yeah it's oh it's really behind i have to yeah oh boy it's really really behind oh my gosh man okay yeah really behind oh, there it's we like go. the slowest ever but it's there okay yeah <laughs> first, uh,
1: first time that's ever happened to me brandon the, thank you oh good, good is it really
0: well yeah okay uh it it should happen. should have happened earlier um I should go to Rex with this, but debt pay debt first. I have this as a budget hack. Why is that a budget hack?
1: Well, that I mean, it just makes sense, right? That if if you have debt, and again, it's the same same thing we had talked about before. And if you're paying ten percent or fifteen or twenty four percent or whatever, that's your most expensive thing that we need to pay down first. Mm, okay, and yeah. so that's why you're you know obviously you need food and shelter right. And transportation to get to and from work. So those three things come first. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we're done with those three things, then, then debt is right there okay. and, and debt comes next. Okay. So,
0: A couple others are like a, a mini budget, or I would call it a sub budget. So maybe Brandon, you've seen this cause you like to automate stuff. Have you seen anything where it's like, okay, I went over budget last month, but I got this little mini budget that will help me get back on track. Like, do you, have you seen anything like
3: that? I, no, no. Right. I mean, I'm sure That's people. A pro tip, pro tip. I'm right sure there. people yeah. do. Uh, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it's out there, but uh, I haven't yeah. seen it.
0: All right. Remove credit card information from online shopping sites. Huh? Uh, let yeah. items sit in your cart for 24 hours online before you buy them. So I actually let them sit for like weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. yeah yeah i'm pro at like opening carts and it's actually pretty brilliant the the sites that don't have carts you're missing out because i love building carts i build carts like oh man i want to buy all this stuff and then <laughs> and then i like never man. buy it yeah because i'm never like oh, my, don't, don't want to pull the trigger right now yeah so my person. wife my so wife
3: hates funny. when i do that oh really so, what well, oh yeah because she's like because then i'll be like oh that was like three remote control airplanes. Like, you know, like I'm comparing everything to whatever it is in my cart. Well, so, it's yeah.
0: how it's how we do gifts and stuff. So it's like I have an Amazon cart. I have a Sweetwater cart. I have like a bNH and h photo cart. And so it's, she can log in and look at the carts and be like, what do I want to buy for Christmas and birthday and stuff and just buy from the cart? It's pretty nice, actually.
1: So, uh, so this is where communication is key, right? Because yeah. I learned very quickly. I put a couple of things in a cart that I was just <laughs> kind of thinking about, <laughs> right? Contemplating. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and my wife needed a shirt or something like that. So she put... She put a shirt in the cart. She bought the whole dang cart. She bought the you whole know, cart. The next thing I know, all of a that showed yeah. up. Yeah. And she's like, Well, you put it in the cart. If you put it oh. in the cart, you must want it and need it. And so yeah. I just bought the cart. Oh my so gosh. I never put anything in the cart anymore. <laughs> so you That's can funny. save it for later.
3: You know, just
0: <laughs> yeah, do it and save it. for later. Uh side hustle. So what what's when what when should someone rex make more money? instead of save more money. Cause I I'm pro make more money instead. And then you got more to spend.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm pro make more money too. Typically. I, I, you know, I think even though you'll continue to spend whatever you make, but I think that's a truism uh, that Brandon had mentioned before. Mm. I, I think a lot of times it is a, an income issue. And I think that, you know, a lot of people need that extra income, that side hustle, whether it's some people going out and driving Uber or some people doing DoorDash and and driving for, for delivery or even making deliveries for the post office these days, you know, there's a lot of side hustles that could be had. There's, you know, or you can start up your own little business, right. And, and do it that way. I think the things that you need to be worried about is when your side hustle costs you more than what it makes. And so you need to be careful of that. That's called a hobby, not a side hustle. Okay. And but I think side hustles are great. I think a lot of people have a, as much of an income issue as they do a spending issue.
0: I think I've had a hobby for years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. All right. Here's here's one. It's. uh oh, I don't know about this. I think I think it's a good idea, but also it could go it could go bad. So a no spend month challenge. And this would be like someone who, uh, say, drinks a lot of alcohol and they do like dry dry November. I don't know. There's some popular months for dry January, I think, is one of the popular months to just like just not drink that January. So like no spend like like you don't spend anything frivolously for a month. I could totally see that going wrong the next month where you just buy all the things. But have you guys had any experience with any of your clients doing a no spend month?
3: My wife does it all the time. Does she she's really? Like, all right. That's it. We're not spending any money. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and, we go again. Or, like,
0: we're going oh, so bad for vegetarian. You, I'm like, yeah. oh, oh,
3: no.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. So Arts, it's out there. It's out there. It's a hack. Do you spend more? This
1: is more of a, where I see clients doing it is sometimes when clients are looking at, you know, some again, sometimes clients will have their kids come in and talk to us and, and they're young and newly married and things like that. And they'll talk to us about buying a house. And so I'll say, well, you know, before you go buy the house, you know, the house payment's going to be 1500. Your escrow is going to be another 300. Your utilities are going to be another, you know, 300. And then you probably have some odd and end, you know, repairs that are going to have to happen on an, on a month for another 250. So, so let's call it 2300. So for the next two months, you know, why don't you just shift 2200 into this other account and see what life feels like hmm. for a month or that's two. That's a really, that's
0: a really good idea. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and see if that's, if you're going to be so house poor that life is miserable as opposed to getting so excited about being a homeowner that, you know, that then you, you know, you end up in a ton of debt and sacrificing a ton of, of life goals. Well, and you just so- can't go do
0: fun things. You, you have a nice house, but you're stuck yeah. at home because you can't go on vacation. You can't do the things. Yeah, so oh boy, that's really hard. that's a hard exercise, Rex. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. that's a tough one. Um, okay, so let's before we close out, let's talk about some apps. I know Rex, you talked about uh, Ally. I think are you familiar with any of these? Mint, Good Budget, yeah, yeah? Mint. Yep. I hear Mint's popular, but I haven't used it.
1: Yeah, Mint, Mint's popular. Okay. You need another budget? YNAB, Every Dollar. Yeah, I'm familiar with most of those. HoneyDew is my favorite um, name,
0: by the way, because it's Honey D U E, Honeydew. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure there's a good way to spend Honeydew, right? One way means chores, and one way means
3: it's due. So yeah, no, I'm not I sure do Yeah, for that. What one? about the fruit? I love a good Honeydew. Well, it's oh, not spelled that way, worst though. Fruit ever. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: do you recommend these to clients? Do you just say whatever works is is for you? Because you know, Dan said like you know, p- use pay- pen and paper or Excel accept- or whatever you got. Whatever method works the best is what you should use. Essentially,
1: I. Try something till it works. Okay. You know everybody is different, and uh, you know I, I, think I think pen and paper is great. Um, I use I use a spreadsheet still, right? Which is still fairly old school. I use I use school
0: notes. School. I actually use uh, apples. Apple's, apples notes. notes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you just I think the key is find something that works for you okay. and be consistent with it. Okay. is is the trick. I think all the apps have have different nuances, um, some things you'll like, some things you won't want because of your own personality. Um, I wouldn't spend a ton of money on on things like that, right? I think that you know my, my personal opinion is you know don't don't waste money on things like that when you can do it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if that's gonna if it's gonna cost you a little bit and you'll stick to it, then it's probably oh. the best money that you'll ever spend. Oh, I have a good right? question
0: for you. I have a good question for you, Rex. Um, by the way, those watching live, if you have budget apps you use, or budgets or budget questions, let us know in the comments. Are you guys like personal trainers? Like, like, do you call people like, Hey, you know, are you sticking to your, bu-? you call them every day? You know, like are you sticking to your budget. How are you going to get, how are you going to reach your goals? Are you like motivational trainers? Like what's, how much of that is your job versus just like managing money? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Dan, are you a motivational thing or not? A motivational <laughs> He's at zero. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I think you guys need yeah.
0: to move more in that direction. It's way more fun. Yeah. I
1: hate to be
2: obvious, but uh, no, I don't call my clients every day and I've never talked to them about how much you spent today.
0: Yeah. No, no, not not that way. Yeah, but but as far as being <laughs> like uh motivational, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you stay on track, you're going to retire by this date at this time, you're going to have yeah. this much money, yeah, you know. We do. Yeah.
2: We do have those conversations. Every time you have a, a financial planning appointment or a meeting, you always have those conversations. Yeah, because that's got to be um, fun. We, they want to know where they're at and if they're on track. That's very important. Okay.
1: Yeah, we we can be cheerleaders when we need to be, right, yeah. and cheer them on and say, great job. And and we do that, you know, through the planning process where we're checking to see if they're on track year after year, making sure that we're saving the right places, making sure we're using their money efficiently, and, and it's easier, for consistent on the planning, it's easier to spot hiccups quicker, right, and, and get back on track. And so if all of a sudden they're getting off on a tangent and we're starting to see um, them head off in a direction that, that could lead to, to financial issues down the road, then we can kind of get that discussed very quickly as we go through our planning process. Yeah,
0: Rex, I just so. want to see you break it down and just get like dirty on them. You know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why did you spend so much money on a car last month? You know, pick up that quarter. Yeah. Get it out of the couch. <laughs> you should be putting that much. You should be putting that in savings and investing. And okay. I just think you should be a little Why? more. Why
1: do you do it that way? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can see it now, Brandon.
0: All right. Thanks. Well, you should move that direction. All right. Well, if you have any questions or you want to, <laughs> Stick to your budget. You need some motivational help, which I think Rex is very happy to help with. Uh, plan with plan with Baxter.com. So how many how many times do they call you, Rex, and say, you know what, I just need you to be my my motivation. I can't. I'm having a hard time saving for retirement. Help me, help me, Rex.
1: We we get a few yeah. um, on occasions. There's certain personality types that. That really needs that positive reinforcement, yeah. And really needs to hear that they're doing a good thing, they're on the right track, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with positive reinforcement. Um, some people respond better to that, the negative reinforcement. Other people respond better to to negative
3: reinforcement. So it just <laughs> suck, kind of depends on what they need. Suck at
0: saving money. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez, that'd be that be
3: That you that usually looks like a quarterly planning meeting. Okay. Where we'll okay. set, we'll get together, we'll say, all right, here's where we're at today. It, you know, we want to be in three months. We want to have this much debt paid down. We want to have this much going towards savings, and, and then we get together three months later and and, and check. And, and but if you do a quarterly
0: out. planning meeting, then that then that's sticking to a budget because they've got to yeah. they got to meet with you every three months to figure out all right, are we are we on track?
3: Provides that accountability. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Some some people need that accountability partner, right?
0: Good stuff. Again, planwithbaxter.com. Uh, anything else on budgets? You guys have any other advice? Stick to it. Just Stick do it. it. Oh my gosh. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst advice ever. All right, that has been Through the Pines, reminding you to use yesterday's dollars to finance tomorrow's dreams.